From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium, and come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool and come warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Happy New Year. Well, after the the year we just escaped, who knows what kind of dystopian nightmare the ruling class, the elites, have in store for us in 2021. Uh, I will continue to try and kick holes in the darkness in some small way, with your help, for as long as I can. Uh, My wish for you, as we embark on this long, strange trip, is Benjamin Franklin's wish. Be at war with your vices, at peace with your neighbors, and let every new year find you a better man or woman. Adventurer, author, truth seeker. Brad Olson is here for two hours to discuss... We're going to need two hours to unpack this thing. And we're going to discuss how we can escape this prison planet. And Brad is the author of, I think, around ten books, including three in his esoteric series, Modern Esoteric, Future Esoteric, and his newly released Beyond Esoteric. He's an award-winning author, book publisher, event producer. His keynote presentations and interviews have enlightened audiences at Contact in the Desert, UFO Mega Conference, the 5D events, and dozens of radio programs, including this one and Coast to Coast and my podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited. He's the founder and co-producer of the How Weird Street Fair. In the, i got to get there one of these days once they end this nonsense. The How Weird Street Fair in the Soma neighborhood of San Francisco. He's a Chicago native. And his esoteric writing continues to reach a wide audience while he continues breaking ground in alternative journalism, public speaking, illustration, and photography. My, what a talented man. What a tall man. Six foot five, I think. And um, we've reached him, I believe, in in, uh, beautiful Tahoe, uh, where he's, I think, doing a little skiing. Brad Olson, welcome to uh, The Conspiracy Show. How are you, my friend? Hey, Richard. I'm doing great up here in Tahoe. And... uh Six foot seven, a little taller than you announced me, and uh, get my ski legs on today. First day of the season working in my uh, ski pass, but always a pleasure to speak with you. Likewise. So they are allowing you that, at least. They're allowing you to ski. That's good. Well, yeah, but with uh, some strange new restrictions. Well, you have to wear a mask in every lift line, so I have to pull out my little uh, face diaper and put that on and then you have to wear it on the gondola, and they'll shout at you if your nose is sticking out. And I go to get a bowl of chili at lunch today. I said, hey, where's the uh, cheese and the onions? Oh, we stopped doing that because of COVID. So just a lot of weird things going on. But, uh, <laughs> cheese and onions are forbidden? Why? <laughs> well, they... I guess it's like a smorgasbord or a buffet, and ah. you sneeze on it, and you get COVID that way. All right. Well, I've got one for you. I don't think I've shared this. Up here where I live, my boys were what we call we're in a gray zone, and the entire province now is gray, meaning you know there are certain restrictions. So my boys were in tennis lessons. They're playing in a bubble two days a week, two hours a night. When the further restrictions came in, they could no longer do lessons. But then they just re- they they relabeled it. Now it's a tennis camp. Same thing, except they were going four days a week, two hours a night. They can go to tennis camp indoor, 
same 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 instructors, same students, but they couldn't do tennis lessons. It, it's just the, the more you scratch at this thing, the more it, it, it just descends into like a Monty Python sketch. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I want to yeah. when you when you began writing this book, Beyond yeah. Esoteric: Escaping Prison Planet, and this is like six years in the writing. Yeah. You couldn't have known what was just around the corner with, uh, you know, to coincide with the publication, COVID and the lockdown and, and all of this nonsense that's going on. Or did you know? Well, the, the thing is, I did know. Not not that COVID would come, not that it would be this great lockdown, but that the New World Order plan, this agenda, would finally emerge. Uh, and, and I'll give credit to David Icke. He's often said that there will come a day when all of these agendas and plans that have been hatched behind closed doors and smoky boardrooms are going to have to come aboard and roll it out. And this is what we've been seeing. So in many ways, I think David Icke has been vindicated in in predicting this, and I'm just going along with um, what he and many other researchers in this field have noticed, that uh, this was coming. This was always coming, and it's a one-world government, one-world religion, we're seeing that with um, the church merging with Islam, becoming Chrislam. Uh, I published the books of Leo Lyons-Agami, and he described this in his book, The Last Pope and Confessions of an Illuminati. And this one-world currency, which we're going to see the rollout this year, the great currency reset uh, at Davos in a few weeks. So these things have... We've seen the writing on the wall, Richard, and I, I know with your show conspiracy show we've talked about this and we've said a lot of these things that are coming so it's really not too surprising to me to see them using the the virus as a cover this magic virus that kind of does all the things they need it to do uh that part is new but it doesn't really surprise me that they're using it for this globalist control agenda right i mean I know you, you've been talking about this. You've been writing about this. I've been on the radio talking about these sorts of things for nearly 20, well, over 20 years now. But I have to be totally honest because I consider myself a broadcaster first and, and, and a conspiracy – I don't know. I don't even like the word conspiracy theorist. These are conspiracy no, facts. Researcher. But, yeah, but I, I, there was always a part of me, to be totally honest, that thought, okay – this is never going to happen in my lifetime. This is something, you know, maybe in the future, maybe not. But now, everything that we've been talking about, that you've been writing about, is happening right in front of us. And yet still many of us, myself included uh, on certain days, still deny that it's happening. There's this kind of a normalcy bias that happens to, to humans. The roof is caving in and we're saying, no, that's just, you know, some mice scurrying around in the attic. And we all think it's going to end any day now. Remember when it all started back in March? Oh, we just need two or three weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> hmm. Okay, <laughs> we're still in it. <laughs> and it doesn't appear that it's ever going to end, and nor will it ever end. Right. There's a great video by Catherine Austin Fitz that just came out called Global Lockdown, and it's very much along the lines of, of Escaping Prison Planet, that this is meant to go on and on and on. And it is their plan to truly entrap us all in this new world order realm without even knowing that we've been trapped. 
But I think people are waking up, Richard. I really do. And more and more are seeing through the fake news media and the lies that are being perpetrated and just thinking for themselves and saying, hey, this isn't right. This shouldn't have to be. And we shouldn't have all these restrictions on our freedoms. Because that's what we've taken such great pride in here in America, and I know in Canada, too, is that we consider ourselves free countries, that we're the model for the rest of the world, having a constitution and a bill of rights and individual freedoms. And then to have that all just taken away is quite a shock to many, and myself included, to have these draconian restrictions only seem to be getting worse over time. I mean, look what's happening in London right now. Friends with uh, Carrie Cassidy, she got out just a few days before they would have mandated a mandatory vaccine to get a travel visa to leave. And she had to cut her trip short just to get out of there before then. Nobody could have seen that coming, but uh, it doesn't surprise me that it is coming down as hard as it is, because that is the plan in the long run. In Beyond Esoteric, you you write about neo-fascism. And um, I want to explore that a little bit with you. I was on Twitter today. I'm on there too much. Uh, that's one of my my uh, resolutions, I guess, to get off Twitter, maybe to get on Parler. But uh, there was a woman on on Twitter, and uh, this is horrible. She was she was thrown out of mass. She was attending mass today, Sunday. She she got tossed out of mass because her two year old wasn't wearing a mask. And so here we have, I mean, who would have thrown her out of mass? The, the clergy, the, the altar boys? I don't know. Um, we have this situation in, in Quebec, a New Year's Eve. Police went into a private home uh, and, and physically removed somebody because a neighbor was spying on them and, and noticed another car in the driveway. Uh, I think there was a total of six people, family, in the house for New Year's. The, and this was on YouTube. The, the, the parents looked kind of elderly. Uh, and, and a police officer physically removed this person. In Calgary, we had the police tasering, tackling, throttling a young man for the sin, unpardonable sin of playing some pond hockey. Um, is, is this what you see as the, the neo-fascism? It really is, and and we call it neo-fascism because we see it rearing its ugly head. We learned about fascism when we were in school, Mussolini and Hitler, and they were working towards creating a government that controls corporations. Now we have corporations that control government, and it's quite a little bit twist on the same old theme, but it does mean that we have these very powerful globalists, mostly invisible to most of us, that we don't know who they are or what their names are, pulling the strings, the, the puppet masters who are able to control the whole pyramid all the way down. And that goes for government, that goes for police forces, that goes for uh, the educational system, uh, the health ministers to be able to have orders to lock down when things don't even make sense to do that. And they have us in their grip. This was the plan all along. And now we're finally there. And for those of us who have been paying attention and seeing that this group is getting very, very powerful, and of course, Eisenhower warned, 
right at the end of his term that we should be aware of this military industrial complex. I think that's a, a faction of what these globalists are and the control that they have. And here we are sitting in the middle of it, this new neo-fascism that uh, is now enveloping the world. That, to me, Richard, is what's really amazing about this whole thing, is that they did get this whole thing to control governments around the world. And they're going along with it lockstep. And if we don't resist here in America, we have a very, very important week coming up with the with what is known as election fraud in this country and the Electoral College being delivered to Congress. And if it is, well, it could go either way, but it's going to be a very historic week in America and probably by extension around the world. So all eyes are on this Wednesday, and I myself will be at the uh, Carson City, Nevada Capitol House Nevada being one of the six contested states. And just to be one more person in the crowd in support of transparency towards our election results. Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet, Brad Olson, my guest here on The Conspiracy Show, and and we're uh, happy to have him for the full two hours, and we will open up the phone lines in the second hour to take questions and comments. Uh, you mentioned, you know, fascism, and I forget this quote has been attributed uh, to everyone from Margaret Thatcher to Ronald Reagan, Winston Churchill. I really don't know who said it, but I think it's very apt. And that is, when fascism arrives in America, it will come disguised as liberalism. And uh, I'm kind of confused because I, I understand fascism and communism are sort of two sides of the same coin, uh, but. I mean, I look at what is happening on the streets and in the, in the schools, in, in all of our major cultural institutions, and I see, some call it soft totalitarianism, uh, but I certainly see large swaths of, of communism at work here. So mm-hmm. is, it, is it fascism? Is it communism? Does it even matter? I mean, how do you view this? Well, if we look at uh, the communist state of China right now, and they do stand accused of meddling in our election, they have a totalitarian uh, uh, control over their people, from mandatory vaccinations to not allowing any other parties to be involved in the voting process to uh, Wi-Fi, uh, I should say 5G, being in Wuhan, as a matter of fact, being rolled out as a, quote, smart city right around the time of the virus. And I do profile this in Beyond Esoteric because China would be the model fascist state where you have total control over the people. And boy, wouldn't the globalists love to model their new world order on the Chinese model, on how they keep the people so suppressed. If they don't want you to travel you get a social credit score. That's coming here, Richard. We're going to have it in America. I think versions of it are already happening. I know I've been censored many times on social media just for speaking the truth. And last I heard, we still have a First Amendment freedom of speech. So these things are just getting out of control. And we're seeing fascism really rear its ugly head. Uh, And I think while the door may still be open, 
it could be shutting very soon. And when it shuts, it locks. And then we're pretty much in that prison planet that I described in my book. Right. And to be clear, and it can't be repeated enough, uh, and I've I've said this multiple times, and I'll say it again. I'm not saying the virus isn't real. The virus is real. Uh, I just don't trust the numbers. Correct. And um, I, I don't trust the models. I don't. I don't trust the bingo callers on the six o'clock news that repeat the numbers like a mantra. Uh, it seems to me that their sole job in the mainstream media now is to is to frighten people. They are. It's it's scare porn. Yeah. Um, because that certainly drives ratings and so forth. But so we have it's. And, and there must be, if we get through this on the other side, and you'll tell us how and why we're going to get through this later, but when we get through this on the other side, there must be a reckoning. Um, and I, I'm, not necess- I'm not talking about, you know, um, harsh punishment or I don't know what I'm saying here, except that there must be some sort of a reckoning. It may end up being a truth and reconciliation process that we go through at the end of this, but there must be a reckoning for all of the people that have been, been complicit in this calamity. And that includes people in the mainstream media uh, who, who perpetuate this fear and also the politicians. Um, but w- I'm trying to figure out what is in it for people in the mainstream media to participate in this? What is in it for low-level bureaucrats and, and the soap salesmen, the politicians? What are they getting out of this? Well, let's start with uh, mainstream media. Look, Richard, I don't think there's journalism that's left anymore in the media. These companies are all bought and owned by the same globalists who are rolling out this agenda. People who report the news on television are just reading teleprompter screens. They're not writing script anymore. There are no Walter Cronkites in our American media as such. And the same goes in government. These people, too, uh, oftentimes we're now seeing more and more so that they have been compromised through honeypot uh, blackmail, such as Epstein's Island. This is all coming out that uh, it could be hundreds of our congressmen and senators have been compromised. And look, if they have the dirt on you with an underage person having sex, Hey, well, we're going to release this unless you vote the way we want you to. Uh, I would say 99 out of 100 are going to do that, are going to go along with it. So what we have is just corruption at the highest levels, all the way down to the controlling of even local governments, where a health minister or a health uh, inspector could come in and just shut down a, a business and force them closed. Right now where I'm at, Richard, I'm right on the uh, state line of California and Nevada. In California, every single restaurant closed right now. Some of them you can take, get takeout, but Nevada, we just sat down and had a nice dinner last night, too. I would be so peeved right now if I owned a restaurant a mile away on the California side and have been forcefully closed. I mean, we are being drained and sapped, and I think that's the larger picture here. Is this is a way that we're going to be just uh, small businesses put under and really stress people out to the point uh, they're going bankrupt. Most businesses in the U.S. are small businesses. Most people that are employed 
work for small businesses. 50% of all restaurants in San Francisco are not going to reopen now. I mean, this is becoming an epidemic that uh, the large corporations, somehow the virus knows that if you want to go to Walmart, well, you can go shopping there. But if you want to go to your local mom and pops, no, they're closed. You can't go there. Right. 80, what is it? It's, Something it's like 80%, 80% of Walmart suppliers are in China. There you go. So connect the dots, There's folks. Uh, Brad Olson stays with us, author, lecturer, adventurer, photographer, street fair organizer, publisher, and uh, much more. And we'll uh, delve further into Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet, when The Conspiracy Show returns right after this. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Brad Olson is here, and this is the uh, the third, and I'm thinking probably f- final installment in the Esoteric series, Beyond Esoteric Escaping Prison Planet. Is that right? This was designed to be a trilogy, or is are there more esoteric? I mean, where do you go from beyond esoteric? <laughs> where do you go from beyond? I don't know. No, but this is the third and final. It was always meant to be a trilogy, and uh, I never repeat my information, so was saving some chapters for the last book here. But as you said in the setup piece, this is six years in the making. But the lockdown, in a way, was good because it gave me the opportunity to really buckle down and finish this book in 2020 uh, during that period and get it finally done and out there. And it just did come out at a very auspicious time because a lot of this information and even uh, COVID information, I was finalizing this book and still was able to get in a lot of information on that into this book. For those paying attention, you know, as the rationale for what they are doing to us, you know, these perpetual lockdowns, as the rationale for it crumbles, and you'll, nobody is reporting on a major, major study uh, that shows not only is asymptomatic transmission rare. I mean, even the World Health Organization admitted that. Even Anthony Fauci admitted that. But that's not even that doesn't even come close. It there, there's not a single case. There was a major study: ten million individuals, not one, not one recorded case of an asymptomatic transmission. If if there is no asymptomatic transmission, how do they? continue to perpetuate this, you know, lockdowns and mask mandates and so forth. I understand if you're sick, you should wear a mask. You should, but if you're asymptomatic, you're not going to give it to anybody. So, but as the rationale, you know, winds or, or crumbles and, and it doesn't seem to make any difference, it seems like what they have in mind is just perpetual. This is permanent, isn't it? It does appear to be permanent. And what really uh, breaks my heart is the restrictions on travel. As you know, I travel quite a bit. We met in New Mexico working on a TV show. And uh, as part of my makeup of who I am, I've been to all seven continents. I travel quite extensively. And now it's looking like that's going to be curtailed, at least in the near foreseeable future. And I'm not one who's going to be going to get that COVID vaccine just to be able to travel internationally. But uh, that's just the world we live in today, and I'm hoping that we'll finally be able to find a way to get around this and uh, 
stop this madness, stop the globalists. That's the real enemy in all this. And people don't even realize that this individual or this invisible controller of things, the puller of strings, the owner of the media who's running all this, uh, we've never really seen them as being anything but uh, some rich old man. But now they're like the Wizard of Oz, the old guy behind the curtain. But the curtain's now being drawn, and we're seeing them for who they are. And uh, a lot of them are madmen and sociopaths and uh, want to really control this world. And I do believe there is also an anti-human depopulation agenda at hand, a way to call the herd a little bit, uh, not a little bit, but a lot, and poison us with this stuff and, and make us sick. How come we're not hearing on the news? Why don't we just boost our immune system and get stronger and fight COVID that way? And you're right, the asymptomatic uh, spreading is not happening. So why do we have to wear these uh, face diapers anymore? It just makes no sense. Because I guess it was never about that, was it? It was never about... Um, and I know, you know, that's going to generate a lot of email and so forth, and so be it. So be it. Um, again, I'm not saying that the virus isn't real. I'm not saying that people aren't dying. Uh, but I do not trust the numbers. Why should we? Why right. should we trust anything that comes from our elected officials at this point? We are constantly, you know, before COVID, we, 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 we would sit around and, and complain constantly over a beer about, you know, how oh, they did, they promised they weren't going to raise taxes and now they're raising taxes. And, they, you know, it's just one failed promise, one lie after another, generation after generation after generation. And now we're supposed to believe uh, and take them at face value. Um, I want to I want to talk about the role of technology. And you write about the transhumanist movement. You write about artificial intelligence in Beyond Esoteric. Klaus Schwab who miraculously put out this book on COVID-19 and the Great Reset, something like four months. He's a very fast writer. I mean, you're a fast writer, but this, I mean, in four months, he puts out this major treatise on uh, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. And in public statements, I don't know if he's written this down or it's just been made public through statements. He's talked about uh, how we could develop a, a, a brain scan that would would perform a sort of a risk assessment on all passengers getting on planes or everyone crossing an in, uh, some sort of a border or a checkpoint. Um, when you read that and heard about Klaus Schwab and, and this brain scan and and, uh, and so forth, how did you react? Uh, in the same way you did, with utter disgust. They want to chip us. They want to vaccine us. This guy, I call him Schwab of the Hut. He is. He's the face of the globalist, but he's also uh, very much into this transhumanist agenda. And unfortunately, our own Elon Musk, too, is speaking about uh, how we can have this brain to technology transfer. And they're all making it out to be such a great thing, how we'd have all our uh, record medical records on our chip and we'd have our finances on her chip and this is going to make it so convenient you could just use your chip to open your front door and the internet of things is just going to be you just say a word turn on the lights well why can't i just stand up and turn on the lights <laughs> why do i need all these conveniences and by the way they're all spy devices 
it's now found out that the thermostats can now spy on you. So this whole Internet of Things is just one elaborate scheme. And like you said, another lie. We're just being lied to so much that why should we ever believe what they have to say anymore? Well, they're calling this the fourth industrial revolution, as you mentioned, the Internet of all things, artificial intelligence, robotics. I mean, it's coming. It's here. Yeah. There's nothing we can do it again about it. Uh, and, and who knows? I mean, some aspects of it might be wonderful. Uh, but how does that how does that further the goals or the objectives of let's call them the elites or the globalists? I mean, what does that have to do with totalitarianism? Well, it's going to be the, the the full control of all people on Earth, and if they don't like what you're doing. Say, for example, if I had a chip right now and this book came out and they didn't like it, they could turn turn my chip off. And I, I go to uh, go skiing tomorrow and buy my lunch. Sorry, sir, you, you've been denied. I guess it, it, that could happen right now with credit cards to a degree, but we still have cash. We still have hard currency. They're going to do away with that. It's going to this one world currency, which is going to be rolled out this year. And it is designed to fully put us all into this global conspiracy. But the, the thing that nobody's really asking is, who controls all this? And, and who has all this debt? How is it that every country in the world is just buried in debt? To who? Saturn? <laughs> I, I took accounting in college, and I know there's a ledger sheet, and there's a, a debit and a credit side. Who do we owe all this money to? Well, it is these global elite. And the way they're just printing money right now through our Federal Reserve, trillions and trillions more, it's devaluing the dollar. It's going to bring on hyperinflation. It's going to make our dollar, which was once the world currency and it still is, but it's fading quick, it's going to be devalued to the point where we're going to be like a third world country here in America. So it really bothers me to see that they're getting away with this and they continue to keep doing it more and more. It, 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 it's kind of curious, isn't it, that they can print money out of thin air, and they're doing that now, and yet they'll only allow $600 for a poor working middle class, everybody, $600, this latest payment. And yet, I mean, if they can print money this way, why do they need to tax? Why do we need income tax if they can just print money willy-nilly like this? Yeah. And if you go to the Great Reset or the um, Davos 2021 website and read through some of the literature, they'll say, the future is coming where you'll have no money and you'll own nothing and be happy about it. And they show this guy smiling. And they got very good marketing and PR people to write their press releases. But they're very unrealistic thinking that people are going to want to go along with this. However... On the, on, but the other side of the coin, it's kind of like what Hitler and Goebbels did in World War II, and that is to tell the big lie. You tell a big lie, you tell it often enough, and the people start to believe it and go for it. So if people aren't rethinking and, and really working through the minutia here and seeing what's going on uh, with this coming New World Order agenda, I'm afraid we're just going to get trapped like uh, bugs in a fly trap. Uh, I want to talk about geoengineering. And again, this is something that you, 
I think you dedicate a, a chapter to in yeah. Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet. And uh, lo and behold, uh, you know, we've been talking about chemtrails on this program and its various iterations for, for 20 years. Others before me, certainly, you know, have written uh, books and so forth. Uh, chemtrails, 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 and and deny, 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 and you're a tinfoil hat wearing kook, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that when we come back. Um, I'm into a break here. Back with more of my conversation with Brad Olson, and uh, this is the Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. So just before the break, we were talking, or I was about to launch into the discussion with you, Brad, about geoengineering and chemtrails, which we've been talking about, which have been poo-pooed by orthodox academia and orthodox science and so forth. That's just nonsense. And now, after people have been talking about them for 40 years, now we have this Harvard University project where they want to test this theory that global warming can be stopped by spraying particulates into the atmosphere and, and reflecting the sun's rays back out into the atmosphere away from the earth. And wouldn't you know it, it's being funded in large part by our favorite James Bond villain, Bill Gates. <laughs> the one and only. Right, yeah. Um, my gosh, he's just, uh, this guy is just omniscient, right? He's just, he's everywhere doing everything to save humanity from itself. Um, geoengineering, and and just let me add this one little thing before, and then I'll get you to to respond. And that is, when I, it's always been my experience that once they start talking about something publicly, you know that it's been happening uh, for for many many years prior. So when they say, ah, look at this new piece of technology we've just discovered. No, you had that for 25 years. It's been sitting on a shelf waiting, you know, for us to to play catch up and, and psychologically, you know, be equipped to deal with something like this. But so how do you, how do you tie geoengineering into uh, this this uh, march towards totalitarianism? And it is the final chapter in the neo-fascism section of Beyond Esoteric with an article that I reprinted in the photo section of the geoengineering chapter that said Bill Gates wants to spray millions of tons of dust into the stratosphere to stop global warming. There's only one problem. It could also trigger a calamity. And the title of the article is Could Dimming the Sun Save the Earth? Well, Bill Gates has been a known funder of geoengineering programs as well as vaccination programs for decades. His father endorsed eugenics. Various military bases are used for these clandestine operations. One of the largest is the China Lakes Naval Air Weapons Station here in California, which has demonstrated a connection to military weather modification efforts but was destroyed by a series of massive earthquakes in July 2019. Not sure if you remember that, but uh, Trump said something big's going to happen on this 4th of July, and when nothing happened, uh, it was, uh, see, nothing happened. Well, actually, something very big happened. China Lakes uh, naval, naval Station in the Mojave Desert. Think about that. What's the Navy doing in uh, 
<laughs> middle of our hobby <laughs> desert. But uh, to, to go back to what we know about geoengineering, well, in 1996, the U.S. military document Weather as a Force Multiplier, owning the weather in 2025, that's only four years away, which outlines a program using aerosol sprayed from airplanes, which are then manipulated with electromagnetic energy in order to modify the weather. This excerpt from the report is very telling, quote, with heat, we can create a disturbance and watch how quickly it dissipates. We can generate irregularities to test the effects on satellite and ground radio s- systems. We don't have to wait for Mother Nature to generate conditions, end quote. And Richard, all day today, uh, I've been watching him spray the skies over uh, Northern California and Nevada in advance of this big storm we're getting. So they can literally move weather systems around. They could send this big one down to Vegas. They could send it straight across Nevada, or they could send it up to Oregon, depending on what they want to do. And you'll also notice right after a storm comes through, there's a lot of chemtrail activity. So geoengineering is actually a pretty relatively old science. The fact that it's been marginalized and called a conspiracy theory uh, is just a way to deflect free thinkers like us from discussing what it's really all about, and that is owning the weather, to use weather as warfare methods. You know, China just had one of the wettest years on record. Saudi Arabia had rain when it never has rain. And other parts of the world, like Iran, worst drought in history. So you get all these things that are happening around the world and scratch your head, well, geez, is that all just uh, climate change? Or are we really controlling the weather? And according to this 1996 document by our own military, they want to have the weather completely controlled in the next four years. Right. If you think that they're now just discussing the possibility of maybe at some point uh, in the near future experimenting with geoengineering uh, and that they haven't been doing this for decades, well, I have uh, a little piece of the Brooklyn Bridge I'd like to uh, offer you. We'll come back (laughs) in a moment. Brad Olson stays with us for the full two hours. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. I know it, it's bleak. Uh, and we will get to some, some good news here in a moment, but I think it's kind of important to sort of set the table. Brad Olson is with us in his uh, latest and final installment in his esoteric series, Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison uh, Planet. Uh, we were talking about geo- geoengineering. Um, in... Are you able to kind of project into the future a little bit? And, you know, we don't have to talk about long-term. Every The the sand is just shifting beneath our feet constantly. So I don't know if we're talking about the next weeks, the next next year. I don't know. What, in your estimation, is 2023 going to look like? (laughs) Oh, the year before, the year before uh, they control the weather. Well, I'm an optimistic person, and I do believe that this, this whole grid is going to come down. It, it, it can't last uh, just because people are waking up in such great numbers. And we are so much the many and they are so much the few that this really is the great awakening. And this is our, our best defense 
that the revolution is consciousness. The more people that start to see all that is being perpetrated upon them, uh, they're going to go against it. They're going to stop banking with big institutions, for example. They'll stop shopping at uh, places that support these globalist agendas. And I do believe there has to be a solution here, Richard. I don't think we're the free humans to be going down this path without some kind of optimal solution. Remember, Star Trek, the original series, is humans in 350 years in the future. Well, now it's only 300 years in our future. That could be us. That's timeline one. That is where we should be going with the human race to be a benevolent society that has the technology and advancements to explore the universe, just as during the age of discovery, people were sailing around the world to discover new lands. That is the trajectory we should be on. And I tend to think that this is just a speed bump right now, that we're just having this uh, momentary period where we have to defeat this globalist agenda and get on to becoming the empowered human race that we're meant to be. Um, when I watch Star Trek now, and you know, when, compared to when I watched it when I was 13 and, and uh, just thought, yes, that's the future that I want, now I look at it and I think, geez, that, it looks a lot like when I think of the starship or the, uh, the, the Federation of planets. I think that looks a lot, a lot like New York City if it was run by the United Nations. It seems to me that, that that's a future that, that uh, has a great disdain for things like the nation state. Uh, I mean, in order to get there, I think we would have to give up a lot of, of freedoms. Maybe that maybe Klaus Schwab and, and our own uh, boy king, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, maybe they also... Uh, are imagining a future much like Star Trek. And they think in order for us to get there, we're all going to have to give up something. What do you think? That is their belief. And there, there is the, uh, this whole system of belief that came from the British Empire that resources are very limited, that there is not enough to go around, that there's too many people, that we're going to have to... Uh, control the resources and, and by extension control the population numbers. I think that's their philosophy, but there's also another school of thought and it's largely driven by the American model that we can have economies within that support all the people that bring everyone up. A high tide raises all ships. And by doing so, we're not living in a world of scarcity anymore. We're actually living in a world of abundance. And there is a place for everyone. And look, if, if these globalists think that the world's so overpopulated, rather than in implementing these depopulation agendas, why don't we think about occupying other planets? Last I heard, Mars is pretty uh, Earth-like and can be terraformed and can possibly be made to uh, harbor life. I would be pretty confident that a certain amount of people would volunteer to go live off planet. So there are solutions 
to the population growth that don't include having a wholesale culling of the people. We've been talking about, you know, this dystopian nightmare that we are just sort of, it appears, just sort of entering. Um, we're approaching the top of the hour. In the next hour, we'll get into this more and we'll talk about, because it's called esoteric. The, the series is esoteric, hidden knowledge. We need to talk yeah. about what is out there uh, that could deliver us from from this nightmare that is being kept from us, that is being hidden from us. And it, you know, when I see your governor, Newsom, uh, you know, violating his own restrictions at warp speed, keeping with the Star Trek uh, theme here, uh, and, and here in Ontario, uh, cabinet ministers, members of provincial parliaments, all sunning themselves on beaches in the Caribbean during Christmas while they, they're perfectly timed uh, tweets, which were recorded probably weeks in advance, talking about how we all need to stay home and not visit our 95-year-old parents uh, during Christmas. Meanwhile, as I say, they're off in the Caribbean. They don't believe in the lockdowns. They don't believe... Uh, they, it just seems to me they have nothing but contempt and disdain for the rest of us. And I'm wondering, is at, at, at some level, uh, because they have some contempt, it's, like, it's almost as if they don't have a skin in this game because they're not even part of our civilization. You know, Richard Dolan talks about a breakaway civilization. Is that what we're talking about when we get to this, the highest levels of these elites they have no skin in the game. They don't ha- what, really care what happens on planet Earth because they're not part of this civilization. It sure does seem that they don't have much concern for the fate of humanity and even the planet itself, that they're just so involved in controlling and absorbing all the resources and wealth on this planet and leaving us all behind. One of the chapters in Beyond Esoteric is called Alternative 1, 2, and 3, and these were concocted by the think tanks in the 1950s, the Rand Corporation and the Brookings Institution, uh, and following these modems of what are we going to do when we destroy this planet. Alternative 1 was, oh, we're going to blast holes into the upper atmosphere and let all the pollution escape. And then that created the ozone holes uh, in, around Antarctica. And you also have alternative two, which is creating these underground bases, which in the U.S. alone, there's over 130, which I document in Future Esoteric, as well as this chapter alternative two in um, Beyond Esoteric. And then finally... Alternative three is go off planet. And this was a TV show in Britain that aired uh, in the 1970s. And it was so realistic that people were calling in the, the station asking about lost relatives and things because they thought uh, that the, there was really a brain drain when this show appeared on ITV in the U.K., much like uh, Orson Welles' War of the Worlds, and it was in 1977 when it was broadcast, one time only. And it just created such an uproar that it was going to replay and, and play in other countries. And they pulled that show called Alternative 3, 
although you can find it on the internet and watch it, which I did when I was working on this book, and it's just fascinating. They did it in such a way that it was very realistic that you thought that, oh, wow, this is a, a, a science program, and they're showing us how these scientists are going missing in the U.K., and what they're really doing is going and living off-planet in a breakaway civilization, as Richard Dolan has coined the term. Uh, and I've met Secret Space Program uh, people who have done the 20 and back, and I know Richard Dolan myself. And Explain, explain that. Very... Excuse me, uh, uh, Brad. Explain what the 20 and back, what is that? Okay, so that is when uh, – so the Secret Space Program, before we had our uh, Space Force announced last year, they would basically have to, if they were going to be a part of this program, go for 20 years. So it's 20 years off-planet doing – different operations. Randy Kramer was out of base on Mars, and he was also in other parts of our solar system. I might even publish his book. We've talked extensively on this. I know several other Secret Space Program members, Penny Bradley, James Rink, and uh, even Michael Jaco is starting to have some memories of, of the 20 and back. But when you come back, they swipe your memory. So it makes it very difficult to have a real clear recollection of what happened during that period. But over time and through hypnosis, many of these, well, they don't like to be called super soldiers anymore. They're more enhanced soldiers. will start to come back with their memories like Randy Kramer, and he's able to write uh, books about it now. All right. Brad, so, we're, gonna, we're heading into the, uh, the top of the hour. Uh, you stay put, get yourself some water or a cup of tea, and settle in for uh, another hour. We'll open up the phone lines, take questions, comments for Brad Olson, Escaping Prison Planet, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us.